good day. Today is episode two, scientific inquiry and breaking down parts of an experiment. We're going to begin by reviewing a little from episode one. Remember that scientific inquiry is going to begin to develop some of those post-normal science standards where we include diverse backgrounds and experiences from scientists and experts. So let's begin with scientific method. What is the scientific method? It is a process used to solve problems and to test hypotheses. There are multiple steps, beginning with the simple observation we spoke about in episode one. Collecting data and initial observations are a way for us to gather information and begin to develop a inquiry-based idea. Then we pose a question about the observations and inferences we created from what we see, smell, taste, hear, or touch. If there's anything within the question that we need to research, we begin our background research at this point so that we can construct a hypothesis in the form of an if-then statement. Why do it in an if-then statement? Deals with the totality that hypotheses must be put to a test to begin to collect additional information and data. Testing is done in the form of an experiment. Experiments are a way to begin to interact with our hypothesis so that we can collect information, otherwise known as data. Once our data is collected, we begin to analyze those results. Analysis can be in the form of pairing materials together, putting materials in diagrams or graphs, or generally finding patterns in the behaviors or observations we see. Once we have continued our analysis, we begin to draw conclusions. This can be in the form of inferences, patterns, or predictions. After which point we return to our hypothesis and determine if it was supported or not supported. Once we are finished with that, we report our results and start the process all over again. So what makes scientific method different from scientific inquiry? Scientific inquiry is the unique and diverse ways that scientists explain their natural world and explain the work they've continued or completed in their experimentation process. Once again, this connects to the post-scientific process where we envelop our experiences and diverse backgrounds as individual scientists, but now derive it into a community that shares. 
We want to focus on inquiry this year because it brings those post-normal sciences and focuses on the individual interaction with society and how this can push forward scientific progress. Next, we're going to discuss variables. Variables in an experiment are factors that change. Factors can individually be chunked out into four separate things. First is a control. For a valid experiment, meaning one that is truly reliable, it must contain a control. A control is a variable that has nothing changed. It is often used as the comparison tool and in many situations can be as simple as water. Independent variable is the variable that changes in the experiment. Think of the first letter in the word independent, I. I change something in the experiment. Whatever I changed is the independent variable. It is the manipulated variable. Dependent variable is the variable being measured. This is the responding variable. This is the one that our data is collected on and is represented in two different ways. With quantitative data, which is numerical in value, or qualitative data, which describes something such as its color or behavior. Our final variable is one that is often confused because constants or variables that don't change within an experiment, within individual objects of the test, are not controls. However, in a valid experiment, only one thing can be tested at a time. That is why all other things must remain constant so that we can determine dependent variable and measure accurately the data from our experiment. Finally, when we analyze our data, that data must be put in some different format for us to conclude whether our hypothesis was supported or whether the hypothesis was rejected. The easiest way in class that this will be achieved is on graphs. Graphs and charts help scientists to determine patterns or problems within an experiment or the hypothesis. On a graph, you will have independent and dependent variables labeled on specific axes. So think ready mix. Ready, R for responding, D for dependent, Y for Y axis. Mix, manipulated for M, 
independent for i, x-axis for x. This concludes episode two. I look forward to seeing you at episode three.